Hello, and welcome to History Babble. I'm Dakota, and on today's episode, we will be discussing the Pacific War. Although it was most notably the war to end World War II, it was also a very apt example of how global interconnectedness can make or break not only wars, but many other things as well. But before we get into that, here's a brief background of the Pacific War itself. On December 2nd, 1941, Japan sent bombers to attack a naval base in Pearl Harbor, a harbor located in the southmost side of one of Hawaii's many islands, Oahu. This bombing resulted in the now infamous attack, which resulted in the destruction of many military ships and over 2,000 casualties. A short video titled Japan Attacks Pearl Harbor shows the many perspectives of the bombings and just how brutal they really were. Switching from the pilots to civilians running as alarms go off, and even videos of the ships in question being bombed and destroyed. This video is a great example of the sheer destruction and disarray that this attack caused. One of the most questioned things of this attack were Japan's motives for such an attack on a nation that had up to this point been neutral during the entire war. Was it to provoke them? As a warning of what was to come? No one knew, but one thing was certain. This was a declaration of war. And so, just a few hours after the attack, the United States officially declared war on Japan and joined the Allied powers to fight against them and Nazi Germany. The beginning of the war was mostly Japan-dominated, with them quickly destroying the U.S. troops who were attempting to push back Japan's expansion of territory, having now stretched out to a large part of the Pacific. As the U.S. continued to attack, Japan took out more and more troops, naval carriers, and planes, leaving hangars and naval yards in their area completely unprotected to raids or complete destruction. With the U.S. losing more and more to Japan, it allowed the Japanese to expand to smaller islands, such as Guam and Wake Island. Although these places were small, it still gave them large control over the Pacific, something in extremely important in this war. But Japan and the U.S. still had their sights on a very important piece of land that could give the U.S. or Japan a huge advantage the Philippines. With the Philippines left completely vulnerable due to the destruction of tons of U.S. military troops and vehicles, Japan pushed to take control of it. The Philippines were a major strategic advantage for both sides. For Japan, it would lend them even more of the Pacific to put to use. For the U.S., it gave them some more control of the Pacific, which at the time was extremely useful. As the U.S. sent the remaining of their bombers and subs in the Pacific to defend the Philippines, Japan became, began to make their way over. After numerous battles, the U.S. were able to control the Philippines with help of the Filipino army. This allowed them to create very important military bases there, helping them to have a part of the Pacific. Although the Philippines were lost in 1942 to Japan, this earlier advantage made a huge impact on the U.S. in the war. This advantage led to the U.S. eventually being able to do what they tried to do earlier, to push Japan back in their expansion. Pushing them back, the Allies were able to slowly capture more of the islands Japan had claimed, winning more and more major battles. A photo titan fighting in the Pacific Theater shows the U.S. troops heading for the front lines of Bourgeoisville. The troops are walking through thick forest in one of the many island battles that came to resolve in U.S. and Ally victory. Things were looking bad for Japan, as the U.S. arrived for one of the most important battles of the Pacific War, the Battle for Okinawa. Okinawa was even more important than the Philippines for the U.S. to obtain. It would give them direct access to Japan, it being one of the Japanese islands. 
In a move of desperation, Japan sent suicide bombers in an attempt to turn the battle in their favor. But it was too late. The U.S. had won. Yet even through all of this, Japan did not admit defeat. They kept fighting. This led the U.S. to do the most brutal move of the Pacific War. The U.S. sent over bombers to Japan, two of which held something other than an ordinary bomb. They held the Fat Man and Little Boy, two atomic bombs that would be dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, killing over 100,000 civilians and leading Japan to completely surrender. This marked not only the end of the Pacific War, but the end of World War II altogether, giving the Allies the victory. So that leaves the question. How did global interconnectedness have an impact on this war? I think that it not only had an impact, but a major one, in how the U.S. was able to help the Allies and others to victory. The Filipino army not only helped the U.S. troops in the battles for the Philippines, but played an integral role in helping the U.S. to take control of it was a major part of giving the U.S. victory. And that is in giving them more of the Pacific to work with and create military bases in. I think this factor alone, along with the U.S. being able to work with the rest of the allies from all over the world, shows a major plus to global interconnectedness. Being able to come together with those from all over with a common cause and being able to work together to achieve it. Thanks for listening. This has been History Babble, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.